Welcome to Pictures and Dialogues. I'm your host, the Jeshwa Sharma, and it is Monday, June 15th, 2020, and we still find ourselves in the situation of COVID-19, and of course, um, I had uh, plans for an episode um, unrelated to the subject I'm actually going to talk about, because I figure this is something that's obviously a little bit more relevant now, given what had happened in the news And so originally what I was going to talk about was I had actually watched the entire Alien film series. Um, The only thing is is I have still not watched Alien Covenant. So I've watched the original um, Ridley Scott Alien, the James Cameron Alien, the David Fincher Alien, which is just, you know, awful. And also Alien Resurrection, just sort of, you know, fast forwarded through that one just because of the fact that I haven't really heard the greatest things and it's really just considered one of the worst movies ever made. And then there's also the um, the sort of um, hybrid films like Alien vs. Predator, I've seen that. I didn't recently watch that on my quest of trying to, you know, put together some sort of summary or synopsis or commentary of the alien films. And I'm not really sure why it originally focused on the alien films to, to begin with. I think it's because I had a special subscription through Amazon Prime Video, uh, one of my channels. I think it was the Stars channel, and it had all of these old films. So I think I'd even mentioned this on the past episode um, that I was revisiting or even rewatching some of these older films. So I was watching... Um, some of Hitchcock's um, films, I would watch North by Northwest, uh, Birds, um, and I didn't watch them in you know the order that Hitchcock had directed them in. I just watched them based on um, whichever ones were rec- recommended for me in, in the, uh, the channel. So I came across Aliens, and I think it's because I've been wanting to, to do some sort of commentary or criticism on it for a while, just because of the fact that it's, it's, it's extremely influential. And it's, it's originally uh, directed by Ridley Scott. And I personally have never really been a big fan of Ridley Scott's films. Um, I'm familiar with his filmography, but he wasn't one of those filmmakers that had a specific style. He's made tremendous movies before. He's made blockbuster, blockbusters. He's also made lackluster films. Um, to me, growing up, I, I watched uh, Gladiator. And that was, to me, that was the Ridley Scott film because I was young. And that's all I knew of Ridley Scott at the time. Um, I'm also really unfamiliar with a lot of his filmography. I think he's also directed uh, Thelma and Louise, but I haven't seen that actually. So I figured I would I would start with the Alien series just because of the fact that it's exciting and it's influential and it's sci-fi. And I'm starting to really prefer um, not just you know reviewing random films films or, or talking about random films, but actually um, reviewing a series or a filmography of a, of a director. Or in in you know one specific instance, doing a certain profile on a director and talking about their most important works and the contributions to cinema. So, like I'd mentioned earlier, that was the um, original item and discussion for my episode. But I think I'm going to save that for the next episode because, like I'd mentioned, there's still Alien Covenant um, that I want to watch. That's technically the final film in the series, so it would make sense that I watch that and also review it. But also, something happened yesterday that has sort of been um, really troubling, I think, um, you know, moviegoers and, and fans of, of Indian cinema in, in particular. And that's specifically the... Um, 
death of Sushant Singh Rajput. And for those of you who don't know who he is, he's a young actor, or he was a young actor. Um, he was only 34 years old, and he had entered the industry sort of not through your traditional um, method of you know nepotism, of how most of the current generation of actors and actresses are currently um, there because of the fact of um, they had parents or grandparents or they have sort of the the dynasty and they're they're part of the film dynasty families and there's nothing really in particularly um, wrong about that um, it's just to to give some sort of comparison of where um, Sushant Singh Rajput is coming from so Sushant Singh Rajput um, is actually quite a unique actor um, I've really been listening to a lot of different um, Indian film critics talk about him over the past 24 to 48 hours and just sort of trying to you know sum up everything that I've watched and, and encountered and I had always actually been quite a you know, observer of his work originally I'd seen his first film in theaters with my parents it was called Kai Poche and it was directed by Abhishek Kapoor and ever since then I think I'd actually seen all of his movies after that the only one that I and the only two that I probably haven't seen are MS Dhoni and Chichor but the other ones I've actually seen and you know it wasn't in for any reason that because um, Sushant Singh Rajput was was in the film it's simply because the film itself looked interesting so you knew just by looking at his filmography that he had you know an eye for scripts that were completely different and he also had some sort of insight that he could give into a character that really was something that I would say not the big stars can currently do, but some actors such as um, Rajkumar Rao who could probably do the same thing. But it's just that with Sushant Singh Rajput, and I'm going to have some trouble saying his name, I apologize, but with him, he had... Um, he was a good-looking, you know, dude, and he was also talented, and so he was sort of this, um, the sort of second wave of a new era of of celebrities and, and stars. Because when we think of stars and we think of mega stars like Salman Khan and, and Shah Rukh Khan, um, they're sort of, you know, nearing um, the end of their, you know, Hollywood. Sorry, their their Bollywood slash Hollywood. Um, hunk hero age you know some of the movies they're still doing may still try to actually maintain that spirit of heroism but it's it's not really working with the public anymore and you can see that just based on the fact that um, you know these new age actors such as um, Rajput, Rajkumar Rao, Ayushman Karana who also apparently does not come from a film dynasty family um, these are the new actors who are you know they're they're not bad looking they're not extremely good looking but they're sort of in the middle um, and, and they're they're very talented and they're able to actually select and identify films that will technically resonate with this new type of thinking that's emerging in, in India and Rajput really had a special um, ability to to select the films for that and in fact I just remembered one more that I had not watched of his 
Um, I've been desperately trying to find it for the past two years. It's called Sunchariya, and I probably didn't pronounce that correctly, but essentially it just looks amazing because it's about um, dacoits, and it's sort of this western, sort of spaghetti western um, Indian drama, and it's set in, um, I think, in a remote village. I'm not really exactly sure of the setting, but it has this sort of uh, mise-en-scene that has, you know, extremely... um, dirty disheveled um gangsters and you know these they're trying to um i think attack a village and something happens uh in between it's, it's the plot seems just so interesting and just so badass that we don't see those types of movies in in, in hindi cinema and so when i do see those i am immediately attracted towards um, the the script and the the director Abhishek Kapoor as well he's the one that I just mentioned who directed um, Rajput's first film and so with those films I'm, I'm I'm waiting to to watch it so I can't really really talk about it but I did hear good things because it was technically not a mainstream popular masala movie um, it had some some you know popular actors such as Rajput and who else was in that Manoj Bajpayee and um, Ranveer Shore. And so, I mean, again, these other two gentlemen that I just mentioned as well, not necessarily mega stars, but they have appeared and starred in extremely well-received and critically acclaimed films that have also been um, commercial successes at, at the box office. So that's Rajput's, you know, quick summary of his filmography and the types of films that he chose in um, in Hindi cinema, and again, just based on what I was saying over the past 24 to 48 hours, I've just been watching some of the film critics and magazines and publications give tribute to him, and he did appear, you know, to be quite a bit of an introverted person. Not that that necessarily would have, um, you know, motivated him to to do what he did. Nor do I think that is something that motivates somebody to to commit suicide, but. Essentially, he did appear to be somebody who was a little bit more reflective, and he was, I think, um, from what I understood, an admirer of you know physics and you know, psychology, and he had sort of this intellectual kind of mind, and sometimes that can be good, depending on the industry that you're in, um, especially your role in the industry. Um, actors and actresses, especially in, in Bollywood, um, I'm sure, and I would confidently put money on this, that the industry itself um, can be quite cruel with regards to A, outsiders, and B, um, also people who tend to have a very, not extremely different, but perhaps even slightly different opinion than the, um, the fraternity. So this fraternity is extremely impenetrable, um, it's like I said, it operates, you know, in a sense, the spirit of it, it operates sort of like, like the mafia in that they don't permit, you know, any sort of outsider from getting into the industry. And it, this is not necessarily a, a criticism. This is just an observation. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily a criticism of, of Bollywood because to sort of maintain that level of, um, flash and glamour you don't really want anyone to enter the industry you want it to i mean you can have talented people enter the industry and that of course has to happen that and that will happen 
but I'm sure the screening process of how that happens is extremely rigorous. So this is, you know, maybe why, and this is again, just speculation and, and observation, but one, I think it's just that the fact he had a completely different rhythm to the way he would speak, the way he would interact with people. But I mean, you know, just by looking at some of the photos and, and videos he had, um, so many colleagues, and he's worked with very talented co-stars, um, male and female, of both generations, the first, the second, and the third. And so he's actually really integrated himself, and he had integrated himself quite well into the industry. And, and it's very surprising to, to see this. And so, again, I'm not quite sure what, what had happened. And you'll see all sorts of things on, on social media and, and Twitter. And it's just a lot of it is just junk at the moment. Um, but ultimately, you know, we'll wait to see what the investigation says. And, you know, perhaps he was suffering from some sort of um, mental illness or, or depression. But it's not something that necessarily I would um, jump the gun to simply concluding that because he was, uh, because he had taken his life, that he is automatically, um, we should just assume that he was automatically um, suffering from depression. Um, and I, I certainly wouldn't um, say or attribute the fact that because you are suffering from depression, you will likely end your life. Um, there's probably a greater chance and probability that you will end your life. But um, the, the other strange thing about that is that he was somebody who was quite successful um, and he was famous and he was married, I believe. And so he had, you know, this presence in, in community. He had meaning, I would say, in his life. And so I wouldn't, like I said, necessarily attribute the fact that since he had depression and some sort of mental illness that he decided to, to kill himself. Um, it's a lot more difficult, I think, um, for somebody in a position of, I would say, power such as himself and influence for them to simply end their life uh, immediately. But I don't want to speculate or talk about that for, for too long because that's obviously a separate issue and I could talk about it, but I don't want to make that the focus of this episode. But the second thing that I wanted to talk about is the fact that the industry can be quite cruel, like I had mentioned, and they can be quite... Um, backstabbing, probably nasty, not as collegial as what we see on in the film, nor the film sets, nor on social media. I don't really get distracted or, or convinced by the fact that because they're tweeting um, at each other or liking each other's photos or commenting that they're necessarily part of the same, um, you know, family or, or, or something like that. But I, I do consider it more of a fraternity in the sense that, um, especially the, the current generation, um, there are they are very well connected and they are very um, sort of well um, they're also well aware of each other's strengths and weaknesses because I'm also assuming that they're watching each other's work and they're very careful of how they're portraying their friendship or relationship to the public and that would be through through social media. So it's it's really unfortunate what what had happened and you know he's. He was an extremely talented actor, and I missed his last film, Chichor, but I will, of course, watch that. And perhaps what I'll do is after I'm um, done the, the the Alien film series, is I'll do a focus on um, Rajput's filmography, and I'll highlight some of the films that I think are um, you know worthy of, of talking about. I think I can already guess which ones I would talk about. 
Um, the few that I have seen, for example, like I mentioned, um, Guy Poche, um, he's just great in that movie. It's such an amazing movie. It's so intense. And his character in the film, Rajput's character in the film, is what actually stands out in that film. I can't even remember, besides Rajkumar Rao, who the other actor was. But I, I think I know who it is, but I don't want to guess. I, but it's again, it, he's forgettable. Rajput is the one that had carried that movie. And his character does something in the movie that's just so sneaky and so devious that it's that's what sticks with you through through the film so uh, that i've seen and the other one that is actually quite um well made but not popular at all it's um detective biomkesh bakshi and it's quite a strange film but it's quite a unique film it's nothing like you've ever seen before and of course it's been directed by um debakar Banerjee, and it has i believe it's also based on a bengali um, comic book and this is based on a detective that essentially solve cr- solves crimes and it has this sort of um really fictitious element to it and literary um elements to it that that really make it unique uh, i don't remember everything about it but i definitely want to rewatch it and i will rewatch it as part of my next uh, next to next episode of a a summary and review of Rajput's um, films and also his great contributions to cinema. One last thing that I want to talk about, and this is going to be kind of surreal, and you can take my word for it or not, um, doesn't really matter. Um, but I I want to mention this because I think it's important, and I don't know how many people will actually hear it or, or listen to it. But what I do sort of on my um, during my free time and you know, part-time hobby is that I do write short stories and, and screenplays. And so part of me also has this weird um, sense that I like to actually envision current actors in roles that I'm writing. So that could be, for example, I am picturing, um, you know, Salman Khan in this character that I'm, I'm writing because a lot of characters that I'm writing, they're based on um, what I've actually seen, obviously, in, in previous films. But it's also because of how I could only picture that one person playing that character. And so that's how I sort of um, draft my characters and, and write them and, and you know, kind of make them feel real as well at the same time. So, again, this is... Something that I'm not sure I should be saying, but I, I want to say it anyways. So there's one script that I've been thinking of. I haven't actually written it down yet, but it's just been in my mind for for actually quite some time now. I would say since about 2016, 2015, 2016, actually. It's a story and it's quite a, you know, it's an epic tale. And it has a lot of inspirations from... Um, like these these cop dramas, but ultimately what I wanted to to tell and what the story is about is a you know this epic crime saga of a cop in um, in India, let's say Mumbai, who is confronted with this um, you know this villain who is never seen before, or there's been nothing in his life that has trained him to actually resolve the issue of taking care of this villain and I'm, I'm really 
choosing my language carefully there because I'm not saying killing the villain or anything like that. And also a lot of my inspiration for this story um, sort of rooted in like a, a comic book style narrative, meaning that the the hero exists and so does the villain. The hero exists as he is. He's sort of this um, arrogant cop. He's taken care of cleaning up the city. Everything is clean. Everything is fine. He then becomes narcissistic. He also starts to begin to um, perhaps engage in you know these these vices or or um, evil acts. Not necessarily evil, but just um, sneaky, cunning. Um, and so a villain sort of emerges out of nowhere. And this is sort of like it's like a fantasy kind of kind of narrative but it's all taking place in let's say you know 2003 it's it's a it's a real setting but i wanted it to have this sort of fantasy like elements to it and so you see the contrast right you see the contrast with the hero and and the villain and so i had also envisioned some actors in the roles i won't say who i envisioned in like the lead roles because i think i would be giving away too much but funny enough that i'd actually pictured sushant singh rajput playing a very significant role in the film not the lead but probably um like the second um cop in command and so he was because i think i think at the time too he had this when i originally thought of the the uh, the script and think about when his first film came out as well 2013 2014 and so that's when i the idea started flowing and I had seen him in a few other films. I'm like, this, this this dude is perfect for this. So a lot of what I do on, on the side too, it's kind of dorky, but I sort of, you know, cast actors in my own imaginary films. And, you know, you can think or say that I'm, I'm crazy, but I have the ideas and I am um, often writing them down with revisions and with changes, of course, as time progresses. Um, but ultimately what I pictured is Sushant Singh Rajput in that role and that's why i think i'm also a little bit more um, startled and shocked by this is because now um, my vision has to be redrafted and so it's i'm not saying this to be he died and it's a very um, selfish thing um, about me I'm i'm not trying to say that that you know this is all impacting me in my life i'm just saying it's just it's more startling now and it's it's um it just sucks it's really unfortunate um because that's who i'd pictured in in that role and it's it's like i'm playing and making the movie in my mind and so that's why it that's why it's really really um startling startling so you know the the movie that i'm talking about the unnamed movie in my mind that i'm talking about is um it's sort of this this um crime epic you know that I just described a few minutes ago, but it was also supposed to be, and what I am going to make it to be, is it's it's supposed to be this two-part drama and this two-part series, and Sushant Singh Rajput's role in the film um, was supposed to be one that actually has a significant um, role and character in the second part. Um, because he essentially is the one that, um, without sort of giving the entire plot away, he's the one that saves the leading character and, and the main hero of, of the film. So anyway, it's 
it's probably um it's it's really just again it probably just wasn't um obviously meant to be and who knows i may not even make that movie but it's it's the movie that is playing in my mind and that's what i've envisioned for for him to actually have been in 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 that movie and you know obviously maybe he would have never even been part of the movie maybe i'll never make a movie um just to be entirely negative and 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 pessimistic but um it, it definitely just makes you think now that you know how i have to revisit um you know these movies that i'm making and playing in, in my mind and and i always have to be open to saying there could be somebody else that will have to play this part um and it's also actually making me think now if i can be so candid that i have to actually start somewhere i mean i know i just make these movies in my mind and i'm um envisioning these large celebrities you know playing these characters but ultimately nobody really is going to pay attention to my film scripts um until i actually am able to cast you know local actors myself um anyone maybe across the country and so it it's complicated because the putting together a film can be quite difficult and of course putting together a huge budget blockbuster picture can be extremely complicated if you have zero experience in in film production and in filmmaking so I'm just kind of making fun of myself at the moment too <laughs> so you know all of this to say that it's it's really unfortunate what had happened and there is so much potential there um there's so much potential as an actor and his contribution towards cinema great achievements to date could have done so much more it's really 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 tragic um and i think actually the funeral was just today and so um the city is still mourning the country is still mourning the industry is still mourning and of course um the the, f- the film fans the cinephiles those people are mourning because they are the ones who can truly see what rajput had done and what he was going to do So thank you again for joining me on this episode of Pictures and Dialogues. I'll be returning to the next episode, like I mentioned, with a review, commentary and criticism of the epic Alien series.